With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. So this is episode 178, folks, and it's just another solo episode, me and you, just talking it out, talking about a few topics that I want to get to in about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, But before we get too far, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you might have seen on social media if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and those are the limited edition Golf Unfiltered GU Shield coffee mugs. So you may have been thinking, wow, Adam, you've never sold anything on your site before. Why have you decided to go this route? Well, I get a lot of requests uh, over email and certainly over Twitter about why don't we offer hats or golf towels or, or something that those of you who listen to the show, the, the constant listeners, I guess you could say, for those Stephen King fans out there, you know what I'm referring to, you know, you guys are interested in picking a few things up. And so, you know, I reached out to a friend of mine who uh, helps design various forms of merchandise for what she does during the day. And I said, let's just put out a very small run of coffee mugs. And why did I decide coffee mugs? Well, there are a lot of sites out there, a lot of golf blogs, a lot of golf podcasts. They all offer some form of merchandise one way or another, whether it's golf polos, like I said, golf towels or whatever. And for some reason, I just, I didn't want to go that same path. You know, I wanted to do something a little bit different than the group or the crowd, I should say. So we went with coffee mugs, something that you could use every single day, something that you don't necessarily have to uh, reserve a tea time to use, to put it another way. And so we've had uh, some pretty good response from putting out just a few pictures of these coffee mugs. And so if you are interested... We do have a few remaining, very few remaining. I'm talking like less than 10 (laughs) remaining. I'm selling them for $15 plus shipping, and I'm shipping from the Chicagoland area, as longtime listeners to this show know. That's where I live. And everything's just being handled right from, from my home office. So if you're interested in purchasing a mug, go ahead and send me a message on Twitter, or you could send me an email, once again, golfunfiltered at gmail.com, and I'll get that right out to you. We could talk about all the details. Also... Wanted to give a few shout-outs to our friends over at BudgetGolf.com. Uh, they've got a lot of great stuff going on. Obviously, it's this is October 28th. I'm recording this episode on a Sunday morning, a quite brisk, overcast, rainy Sunday morning here in the Chicagoland area. The golf season is rapidly winding down for me. It's the same thing every year. Get to feel a little bit more depressed because you don't get to go out on the golf course as often. I try to get out to the driving range as often as I can. But the friends over at Budget Golf, they, they keep me interested. They, they keep me in the know of all of the new equipment that's coming out, sales that they have on their website. And even for those who live in my area, there used to be a Budget Golf storefront. Well, that has recently closed, unfortunately. And so really the main place to go to get all of the great deals 
is budgetgolf.com. And so I encourage everyone, no matter where you live, to go out to that website and take a look at what they got going on. At the time of this recording, they have a great mm-hmm. fall sale that you really want to take advantage of as well. Also want to say hello to all our friends over at the Hackers Paradise. If you're listening to this on the THP app, always enjoy conversing with you guys. I'm going to talk a little bit more about THP here, uh, more specifically in just a little bit, because there's some exciting things going on in that realm. And last but certainly not least, want to say hello to my friends over at Cleveland and Srixon. Great equipment. I've talked about them at length throughout the year. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, I'll be playing their equipment throughout 2019 as well. Currently in my bag, I've got the Z785 irons, the RTX 4 wedges from Cleveland Golf. And I actually go back and forth between two different drivers, the Z785 from Srixon and the TaylorMade M3. The reason I do that is because there's I've noticed at least in the current build for those clubs that I'm that I'm using they have different benefits and different not so great things. And so depending on the conditions of the day, depending on the wind, depending on a lot of different things, I go back and forth between the two clubs. Whatever fits best for my game. And I think that's something that everyone should definitely consider. I mean that's very obvious when you talk about equipment, play what's best for you for that day. And it's definitely something that I encourage listeners to this show to do as well. Just go out and play what's best for your game that day or that week or that month. Sometimes your tendencies change a little bit. And on that point, one of the topics I wanted to cover that, uh, today was this uh, growing uh, trend among professional players of having a mixed golf bag. We've talked about this before on this show, and the most recent example of how this has benefited as a, a tour pro is Xander Schauffele. He just got done winning the uh, first, his first World Golf Championship at the HSBC Champions in Shanghai, and he did so in impressive fashion. He actually, uh, you know, irony is alive and well in the world of golf. Beat out the man that basically got the Ryder Cup spot on the U.S. team before Xander, Tony Finau. Those two battled it out in a playoff at the end of the uh, HSBC. Xander, of course, coming out on top. And his bag was certainly a mixed bag. So I'm going to just reference, and I'm referencing here a, a really great article by uh, E. Michael Johnson on Golf uh, Golf World, in other words, golfdigest.com, because they're under the same umbrella. He goes into detail about all the things that, are all the different clubs that Xander had in his bag. So let's just listen to this. He's got the, the Callaway Chrome Soft as the ball that he uses. He drives with a tailor-made M3460 driver, and he also has a Callaway Rogue Sub-Zero 15-degree three-wood. So right away, you already got two different brands, and for those who follow the game closely know that Xander went from tailor-made to Callaway as far as his major sponsorship. But then his five-wood is also a Callaway Rogue Sub-Zero. He's got the Callaway Forge Proto Irons, 4 through pitching wedge, and then wedges, he's got the Callaway Mac Daddy 4. But then he also throws in a Titleist Vokey SM6 for the 56 and 60 degree. He carries four wedges, three of which are outside of his normal Callaway Forged Irons. And then he goes back to Odyssey, which is, of course, under the Callaway umbrella for his putter. He's got the Odyssey O-Works number 7, CH Red. Now, there is a lot of Callaway in that bag. What I find interesting and what I'm seeing more often, and you are too, we're seeing more often is 
the driver. It's, it's changing a lot from one player to the next. If anything, for a player that does have a company sponsorship deal, at least in my mind, what I'm seeing is that the biggest difference, if they're going to change any club, is in the driver. They may have a different three-wood. They may have a different utility iron. This Rixon ZU65, last year's model, a model from a couple years ago, was the number one played utility iron on the PGA Tour, regardless of company preference throughout the rest of the bag. But this is becoming more and more frequent. And another example of this is, of course, in Brooks Kepka's bag. Probably the hot, well, certainly the player of the year. The hottest player in the world from a major championship standpoint, having won two last year, or this year, I guess. It's not uh, it's not New Year yet, Adam. Stay with it. But here's his bag. Again, to the best of my knowledge, he does not have a uh, equipment sponsorship deal, to the best of my knowledge. His driver is a tailor-made M3. Fairway Wood is a tailor-made M2 tour, going back a little bit, but hey, stick with what works, right? His irons... He still has a Nike Vaporfly Proto 3 iron. He uses that as his driving iron, of course. And then, as we all know, he loves his Mizunos. He's got the Mizuno JPX 900 Tour, 4 through pitching wedge, at least uh, he did, because I'm sure he'll be upgrading that very shortly with the new Mizuno clubs that are coming out. But then, as far as his wedges go, he goes to Titleist. He's got Titleist Vokey for 52, 56, and 60 degree. His putter is a Scotty Cameron Newport 2. And he plays the title as Pro V1X. So there you don't, again, is another example of a guy that doesn't have one brand throughout his bag. So what does that mean for your game? Well, could mean a lot of different things. I think if anything, it really touches on this, this narrowing gap of equipment performance from one brand to the next. You've heard me talk about this a lot of times before. I've spoken to this at length with uh, OEMs as well original equipment manufacturers, or at least uh, representatives from there. And frankly, every brand makes really great stuff. Are there brands that stand out above others? Of course there are. How you define how that brand stands out, well, that could be everything from actual performance to a personal bias, which is absolutely fine. If you like Callaway because you've always played Callaway, you're probably going to play Callaway now. Or you're probably going to look at a Callaway rogue driver a little bit more favorably than perhaps a competing club. But what it also means is that we're seeing almost validation for those of us who prefer a mixed bag from PGA Tour players doing the same thing. Not that we needed that validation, but we're seeing from the highest levels of people who play the game. Yeah, they're doing it too. You know, it's interesting. When you go and you watch videos on YouTube, as I do <laughs> a lot, probably a little bit too much, on getting club, uh, getting a club fitting. I've talked about this a lot as well. The importance of going to get fit. You'll notice that there's a pretty much every club fitter goes in and says, yeah, we are, we are brand agnostic. We don't push any type of brand one way or another, whether it be driver head, iron type, shaft type, grip type, whatever. They don't push a particular brand to anyone when they go in for a fitting. What they will do, at least good fitters, they will interview 
you, the customer, to see what is your preference. Is there a particular brand that you really want to try to get fit into? And that's perfectly fine as well. Now, it's not my place to tell you that you're selling yourself short in any way. I've gone through a couple fittings myself, one for a specific brand type, the other just to see what worked out best for me. And I can tell you, the process didn't change much. The choices and selection that I tried during the fitting, which is usually around an hour, maybe an hour and a half on average, uh, was definitely limited in one instance. But a good professional fitter will show you and make an opinion, an educated opinion, by showing you clubs that would work best for your game based really on the interview that you do at the beginning as well as your swing tendencies because everyone has that opportunity to hit a few balls at first. It's not a matter of, hey, can you get me fit into this tailor-made M3 driver? Yeah, they can do that. But is that going to be the best for your game? And so the holidays are coming. In my opinion, this is probably the best time to go get fit for, for a new club or set of clubs especially if you live in a cold-weather state during the winter. Because you're not going to be playing a lot of golf. You're going to have that itch to go out and swing a golf club for a purpose as opposed to just going out and pounding balls on a range. Why not go out, get fit, go visit your neighborhood club fitter or your neighborhood pro shop, and just go in with an open mind. Because if the best players in this game are trending towards mixed bags, not having a single sponsor in their bag. Why not do the same for you? You might be interested to see how that improves your game overall. So a couple of the things going on, at least here in GU headquarters. I mentioned earlier that I wanted to say a little bit more about uh, my friends over at the Hacker's Paradise. I had a great time meeting uh, Josh Babbitt and his wife Morgan for dinner. My wife and I met them for dinner. They were in in town uh, doing what they do. I swear, it's almost like Chicago is... Uh, I joke about this. It's almost like Chicago is uh, THP headquarters number two here. Uh, JB reminds me that uh, Carlsbad as well is probably a, another satellite head headquarters. But they were in town and we went out to dinner. And um, the, the cat's out of the bag now. I'm making my, my return to the PGA Merchandise Show in 2019. JB reached out to me and asked if I'd like to go and help cover it for THP, maybe do a little bit about or a little bit of stuff for golf and filtered as well. And I said, you know what, I haven't been there in years. In fact, I, I had to, I think it's been, my goodness, maybe five or six years since I've been there. And the last time I was there, I went with the infamous, now defunct, Back Nine Network. So I took a sip of coffee, allowed all of you to kind of chuckle at that a little bit. <laughs> From what I understand, the, uh, the annual merchandise show that takes place in Orlando, Florida, hasn't changed a whole lot since the last time I've been there. At the time of this recording, I've uh, not had the chance to really sit down and talk with JB about all the things that I'll be doing at the show, but I, I'm sure... Some of that will include some camera time. I'm sure a lot of that will also include probably episodes of this podcast as well. But what I'm really interested 
in uh, I'm interested in a couple things. One, I'm I'm interested to finally meet a lot of the people that I talk to on the equipment side. I've had the chance to meet a few folks. Uh, I've met uh, Noel over at Srixon. I've met uh, Corey over at Wilson. I've met a few others, of course, over the years. But there are a lot of new names and faces that I, at these brands that I just haven't had the chance to shake their hand yet. And so I'm definitely looking forward to that. The other is I'm looking forward to just seeing, really, all the new stuff that's coming out. I mean, that's the most obvious thing. My understanding is that we'll be there for the entire week. I'm going to have the chance for the first time, actually, because I did not do this the first time I went to the PGA shows. I'll get to see the demo day, which is really interesting. Can't wait to see that big circular driving range where everyone's hitting at each other. You know, on TV, when they do the drone shots, that thing looks like it's much smaller than it should be. <laughs> so I, I'm sure it's it's quite wide, and those of you who have been there are probably laughing about <laughs> that description. It almost looks like you're hitting golf balls to the you know into the people on the other side, but I'm sure that's I'm sure that's not the case. So I'll have the chance to try that out. I'm sure we're going to be doing a lot of coverage there as well, and then throughout the actual uh, the actual convention at the Orlando Convention Center, you're going to be able to from THP seeing my ugly mug. I'm sure talking to some industry leaders, talking to new people with new things, and I'm excited to see all of those, all all of this really. I'm a little weary at the fact that I'm going to have to be, you know, probably walking 10 miles a day. But hey, you know what? It's been a while since I've done that type of thing. Now I'm excited to go do it. So stay tuned for that. I know that those of you, if you're in the golf equipment industry, I know you've been reaching out to me asking me year after year, hey, are you finally going to the PGA show? And I always say no. Well, I'm happy to say that in 2019, I can say yes. It's unfortunate I won't be able to see my friends over at TaylorMade, though. For those of you uh, who may have heard that news, they've decided from a business standpoint to not attend the PGA Merchandise Show next year, and it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of reasons why you want to spend money somewhere and maybe cut back somewhere else. You know, the uh, TaylorMade's president came out and said, you know what, we'd just like to reallocate some funds, and I'm paraphrasing here, this is not a direct quote, We'd like, to all- we'd like to reallocate some funds into different marketing techniques, basically, to see where we can get the biggest bang for our buck. And that's coming from one of the top three original equipment manufacturers. You know, they're not hurting dollars-wise. But it's a smart business move. If they don't get the return on investment of going and having this massive booth, and believe me, I've seen the pictures, even when I went there the one year a few years ago, they, there's no expense spared with these booths. I mean, they're massive. In fact, the year that I did go, they basically reserved, TaylorMade reserved the entire half, or it seemed like an entire, an entire section, almost the size of a building, for what looked like a nightclub. They, they were announcing a lot of crazy things at that time. I, I don't even remember what it was. It may have been the R1 or it may have been the R15, something like that. Um, or it may even been rocket balls, I think, now that I, if I remember correctly. And they had this huge just experience that you could go in and just separate yourself from the rest of the brands. And I can't imagine how much that cost. I mean, and they're not the only ones. I'm not picking on TaylorMade. But to their point, they kind of have to do that every year that they go now, Right. Like, if you're going to do it once, you kind of have to outdo yourself every year, or at least that's the mentality. I think they're doing the smart thing. I think they're doing the smart thing of noticing what works for them, 
why it works or why it doesn't work and then taking and making a business decision and taking action. That's just smart business, really. So it's interesting to see how it'll play out. From a personal standpoint, I'm a little disappointed because I wanted to say hi to a few folks, but hey, no big deal. So stay tuned for more information on that as I'm sure, uh, as I learn more, I'm going to be sharing more about what I'll be doing at the PGA show. And just a, one final topic I wanted to touch on very briefly. Um, I had the opportunity uh, last week to speak to uh, a young man by the name of Reed Howard. And for those of you who follow, uh, uh, you know, basically golf swing videos on YouTube, especially if you're a fan of the uh, the YouTube channel My Swing Evolution, you know, my buddy uh, Crystal Garcia out in L.A., he, he runs that channel. He does very well emulating the great Ben Hogan and, and learning everything it is about that type of golf swing. He interviewed Reed Howard uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago maybe. And Reed's got a very unique golf swing, very Moe Norman-esque. You know, it's the single plane mentality. It's not the traditional looking golf swing. In fact, my first reaction when I saw his swing was, wow, that that almost seems uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, go out into YouTube and, and, and uh, type in Reed Howard. You'll see what I'm talking about. But he's got a very interesting background. You know, um, he's he's a mini tour player right now, as far as I understand it. He played in college. Um, you know, he he comes from a very famous family. Let's just call it what it is. His father is uh, the Academy Award winning director uh, Ron Howard. His sister also works in the industry. Has been in many movies, and he's t- he's taken this different route. He's going with with the golf uh, swing and certainly the mini tour element of it, of course. But he's also going around kind of preaching his viewpoint on the golf swing. And it's it's extremely interesting. And the reason I bring him up is because he actually just, uh, he and I talked last week and he was able to tell me a little bit about this new swing training aid that he came up with. And believe me, even just me saying those words, I, I understand that there's probably some groans that are going on across the, the listenership here because if there's anything that there's no shortage of in golf is training aids but Reed has a very interesting take on his particular uh, training aid it's called the stead head as in keeping your head steady throughout the swing if you watch PGA Tour telecasts you will likely see something like Swing Vision, where Peter Costas goes in and he talks a little bit about the movement of a PGA Tour player's golf swing. And one of the criticisms that a lot of swing teachers have about any golf swing is how much the player's head moves, whether it be back and forth as if they're swaying, whether it turns too much, whether it drops too much, especially in the instance of folks who are using or players who are trying to use the uh, you know ground forces a little bit more, you almost see like they squat down. There are some players that are some teachers that say that that's the best thing to do, a la you know Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods back in his day when he would actually you know drop down almost a full foot during the uh, transition. But it's uh, almost universally everyone says that you have to kind of keep your head as still or at least as within the ballpark as possible to maintain consistency. Reed Howard's Steadhead, and more specifically his company, R&D Golf. You can go to rndgolf.com. This is an interesting take on keeping your head steady, and basically what it is, 
It's a small training aid. You're going to see some videos as well as some pictures of this on the website very shortly. It's a little training aid that you put on the uh, brim of your hat. It's got a little, little you know, element <laughs> to the training aid that has a little horizontal, um, almost a diamond-shaped uh, object that you want to keep in line with your vision and the golf ball. It sounds distracting, but believe me, it is not. I've already taken a few swings with this, and it's actually not that distracting at all if you just focus on the golf ball. And the whole premise is that you take a swing and you see whether or not that little diamond-shaped object moves too much in front of you, behind you, whatever. It almost it just gives you a visual cue to give you some instant feedback through your swing on how much your head's moving. So again, I mean, some of you are probably thinking, well, why in the world would I want something between my eyeballs and that golf ball when I'm trying to make something as important as good impact on a golf ball? Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try it a little bit more by hitting actual golf balls. I took a few practice swings in my house, trying not to hit my ceiling, <laughs> as well as trying to keep my eyes uh, focused on a point on the ground, and it didn't seem that hard. We'll see how it goes when I actually try it. But the reason, I, again, that I bring him up is he will be appearing on the show in the next week or so to talk more about his philosophy in the golf swing, a little bit about his background, as well as the new Steadhead training aid. So stay tuned for that as well. That's all for today, folks. Just wanted to talk on a few topics. Again, I'm extremely excited to finally go back to the uh, PGA Merchandise Show next month. I'm sure as the weeks go by, there's going to be more build-up to that, as, especially on my uh, social channels, but also stay tuned to thehackersparadise.com to learn more about what we're going to be doing over there. I'm going to have to do that too because I don't quite know yet, <laughs> but we'll get that figured out. If anyone has any questions uh, or any topic ideas, or if you'd like to appear on the show, and I do still get some, res uh, some requests to come on the show, Still working through the best way to handle those. Um, you know, what I would like, as I've mentioned before, when I've this, this invitation still stands for those of you who uh, listen to the show, if you'd like to appear, certainly we can make that happen. Um, but I'd like to have a specific topic that you want to talk about. Not necessarily, let's just have a conversation, which I don't mind having, but we want to make sure that it's something that others will want to hear as well. So... Reach out to me if you're interested or if you have a brand or if you are a brand and you have a product that you want to feature on the podcast, you could reach out to me as well, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. You could also send me a message on Twitter or Instagram at golfunfiltered. That's all for today, folks. Thanks so much for listening to episode 178. Take care of yourselves. Be nice to one another. And we'll be back again next week. <laughs>